and welcome to the PC Movie Club podcast. I'm Aaron and I'm here with my mother Lisa. Hello. And on this episode we are going to talk about Denis Villeneuve's uh, 2016 sci-fi drama called Arrival. And this is... Um, uh, we had a kind of a history with Denis Villeneuve in our podcast. We... Uh, we we talked previously about Sicario, the previous movie that he made, and we kind of had this interesting uh, development with with our like uh, with Villeneuve, like in in in, in with, and his, with, with his films, because you you when you, when you started watching his films, you didn't really like him that much. No. Yeah, and it was what was the film that you especially <laughs> disliked a lot? The, oh. Well, the only one which I especially dislike still is yeah. the in incendies. Incendies, okay. Yeah. Incendies, I think it's a very difficult word, but that's that's it's an unfortunate thing that I saw it. In fact, mm. and because I, I formed my opinion about Villeneuve from that, and that's a shitty movie really for me. And the, so then I saw Enemy. Which is just, I've seen a lot of, uh, you know, uh, criminal movies and uh, all kinds of, because, uh, you, you know, mean, detective stories I read and um, things and so on, criminality things and that's, uh, this enemy, I You mean prisoner? Ah, prisoner it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, okay, you, you, thank you for correcting me. Prisoner, it's a... Uh, muddy rainy thing and I've seen so much a lot of a lot of that and very depressing and uh, so it's nothing special for me. It was well done but nothing special. Mm. And then then enemy was unfortunate also because uh, of Saramago's Yeah, you book. you you leaned really a lot to the original book and Saramago's Yeah, that's a uh, brilliant book, one of the more brilliant books yeah. in the world, and then try to make a film out of it and change it into your own way in a different... I couldn't take it, mm. just couldn't take it. But then he made Sicario, and yeah. uh, I, I gave him a chance because of you, you know, because you liked Villeneuve, and so I trust you, and I... I I knew that something will come out good out of this because you you are you think so, mm. so so uh, I look at Sicario and it was very hard for me to really I started with to giving it three stars and or two stars and then three stars and I'm in four stars that's the final <laughs> four stars so <laughs> so uh, only lately I have understood understood the brilliance, brilliant acting of Emily Blunt. Mm. She is something special, and that's the find of Villeneuve's, I think, when he took her there, and I couldn't stand that woman in Sicario because of the of the story. But she's uh. really brilliant. I, I saw her later in, in another movie called uh, The Girl in the Train. Oh, and yeah. That is a complete uh, shitty story. It's nothing. Uh, the story is, uh, no, uh, Aluton. It's silly. Yeah. Silly. But she is uh, Oscar worth 
performance in that film. She can mm-hmm. catch. Then I understood that she is the one who makes the film. Any film, even a silly film, she makes, and it's worth to see mm-hmm. because of her. And she don't care if the, at least there, in the girl in the train, she didn't care if the script was non-existent. <laughs> but and she made out of it something like star. <laughs> See, now I, I understand Emily Blunt's yeah. uh, greatness. She's mm. a great actress. So yeah. Villeneuve, I, I, uh, one more thing I, I say. <laughs> so, no, 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 no. so Villeneuve uh, can choose, or whoever chooses for him, I, I trust him nowadays. So maybe he has chosen this Amy Adams. So he can choose the right women and great women and give them a good chance, a real chance. So this is a role of a lifetime for Amy Adams. Yeah, I think it was it was, it was Penny Villeneuve's like first choice, I I think I finally understood. To, yeah, like, right. He went straight to Adam Amy Amazon asked her to, to come into this movie and they started developing the character and everything together. And mm-hmm. So um Uh, yeah, sorry for my long. Uh, no, no, no. And well, um, for me it was kind of this this arrival, especially because well, I liked Prisoner. Uh, that was a really solid movie. Like, I, I agree with you that it's like uh, it's it's just a normal crime detective movie. It's it's quite interesting like that. Um, but I wasn't absolutely great about it. It's fantastic, solid crime movie. That's it. Like. Um, and Enemy, I really loved. Like that was a great movie. Uh, it yeah. was really a movie for me, and I, it's really. I started to really look at Penny Villeneuve after that, and I, I thought Sicario is going to be amazing, and I loved it. And we have a podcast about it. But then Arrival is was uh, interesting. I, it was the movie that I waited the most the whole year. It, it has been like my number one movie of the year to see, and. I just and I I really I really wanted to keep it a secret from myself. I didn't look at any trailers or any uh, uh, information about it. I really wanted to go to it, just like Tapula Rasa, like just a full experience, you know. And so, is it next year's uh, great expectation for you, the Blade Runner? Exactly. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that and that's the thing about the with, but why I was so excited about the rivals because we both knew. And we we both love Blade Runner, and uh, we both knew that Denis Villeneuve for a long time already that he's going to do Blade Runner, and you had a very like it has been for us a very exciting battle about that uh, because you didn't like him so much in the beginning, and so it's been kind of a heavy road to kind of lead up to the point of how much you expect from him with Blade Runner and. And also for me, and everybody is really kind of, you know, everybody can be a little bit nervous about this Blade Runner because it's so delicate thing, you know, like it's already a kind of a bad idea to do a sequel uh, for Blade Runner and stuff. But then for Denis Villeneuve to do it, it was like extraordinary news. And by that time when he was going to do it when we, when it was like official he ne- he never done the sci-fi he never did a science fiction uh, he only did like these prisoners and enemy and stuff like that so we were all everybody like well i was kind of like really 
wondering like what is this going to be like i know he's a good director but can he do the genre that well and for me arrival was kind of the stepping stone between well of course like, this this uh, was surprising from him to do the arrival really. yeah. surprising maybe it's a practice towards Blade Run. Yeah, in a way, like that's that's at least how we see it is that he can now practice the science fiction element uh, and then kind of uh, com- perfect it in in Blade Runner. And he said it himself that he it was like his first time to do science fiction and he always wanted to do science fiction but he never got the opportunity. And now he's kind of like learning what is science fiction and kind of like you know, going into that genre and stuff like that. And for me, it was really the final nail on the coffin, so to speak. That for me, it was really the I I, I took Arrival as the the final um, uh, confirmation that if this is a good movie, Blade Runner will be safe. You yeah. Know, if if he mm. if he exceeds exceeds with Arrival, I have my full you know, my full expectation of Blade Runner. It will be great. I don't worry about it. I, I will just... I, I trust Denny Villeneuve completely. Like, he, he's my director, you know. I... I he's, and he's, he's a, it's a real relief to see this arrival and in that point of view for me too. Mm. I trust him also now. 100%. Exactly. And... Uh, as, as somebody might understand already, I think we, we both absolutely adored arrival this was really like yeah. for me it was um it was really funny because uh we <laughs> we 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 with with metal we we it was the end of the year like some so the last week of the year and we were like okay we want to see some movies and we wanted to see like some really crappy funny movie and uh, like something funny you know something because and we didn't have a lot of choices and stuff and we ended up watching from all the films, we ended up watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 out of the shadows. Can you believe oh. it? And yeah, well, I can believe anything. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a horrible experience. It was just it was the worst movie of the year, I think, that I saw. And it, it really left this horrible taste, you know, and oh, it was just... Oh, and I, I really hate Megan Fox, um, uh, and oh, it was really, really bad. And 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 I, I when I, while watch, while watching the movie, I, I decided that I cannot let this movie, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, cannot be my last movie of the year. Oh, <laughs> that's a, that's a good decision. Yeah, so we really like the. The, on Friday, like the really the, the day before the New Year Eve and everything, I really we really like took our opportunity. Like, okay, we will go and see a good movie. I really want to have to end this year with, you know, something great. And we went to see Arrival. Uh, and did it, you did you go to see it together with Meryl? Yeah, we went to see. And and yeah. I and I I have my knee at this moment like in a bad state, so I had to go with these uh, sticks. Yeah, you know, I had to go crutches. Crutches, I had to go. In Dutch, they call krücken. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and I had to go, and it, it it took some time, but we made it, and it was really the best movie of the year for me. Like I saw the best movie of the year on the last day. Ah, uh, did you? Do you really think that's interesting? You think that's the best movie of the year? Well, 
there's several. Uh, for me, it was really like Arrival, and then I I also saw just before the year ended, I saw Jimmy Musk's Patterson. Yes. And these two movies are really like I put them on the top top ten of the year. These are really the my top movies of the year. Are uh, these two? I have to so, really think like uh, which one is, but these are really my top movies of the year. Yeah, but uh, Arrival has the potential. But, Potential to become Oscar winner. Yeah, I don't. I don't worry about it too much. Like uh, in the end, like does it? It really doesn't matter, matter <laughs> of course, but uh, I, I it has a, a relevance anyway. Oscars have a relevance. Yeah, with, true. Yeah, you you talked about Amy Adams being Oscar. And Amy Adams and all these Villeneuve, Villeneuve and other you know other involved, they mm. deserve the the honor and the chance to make mo- new films. Yeah, 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 true. Yeah, it, yeah it, so that's yeah. why Oscar has relevance. So Patterson is probably, I haven't seen it yet, but I, I know that it's going to be great. So, But it's a small film and probably has not the chances in Oscar, but Arrival has. Yeah. Or Villeneuve, or the film itself, Villeneuve, or the script, or the Amy Adams probably will get yeah, Denis Villeneuve it apparently has not been in the Oscars at all before this. Like he's not, they haven't nominated or anything for him for anything. It was some, something it was with something was with Cigar, but um, it was not. Yeah, Cigar was nominated for three Oscars, but it wasn't mm-hmm. for Denis Villeneuve. It was for music and for cinematography and sound editing. Yeah, but those were yeah, great. True. Those were something great. But yeah. they're also great here, Arrival. Mm. It's the same uh, music uh, person, this Johan Johansson. Yeah. Whom, you know, by the way, I would like to tell you that he's going to be the new Ennio Morricone. <laughs> no, like the great. He is already great. Yeah. He's, he's marvelous. Yeah. He's His style is something really like it's he works very impressive he he works with like ambient and with yes. just with tones and everything yeah. like like arrival the sound and the music is phenomenal it's amazing the experience of the characters mm-hmm. and the, that you're like the music and the sound editing everything makes you feel really present it's like yeah. you are really with them like you when they first go and see the aliens the, yeah. the moment when they are first like approaching them, it's yes, yes. Oh, I, I, I haven't been so like it's really something yeah. uh, extraordinary. The, the the presence of that that moment and um and I thought it was a very uh, again like a like yeah very different way of doing music because yeah. it was more like yeah. sounds and this tone yeah. and yeah. ambient and and after we got out of the uh, movie we come came into the theater and everything I. The theater was humming with this ambience, and oh, yeah. and I was really in the same movie, like in, yeah. in that moment as in the movie, like really, my, my like my like the arrival calibrated my hearing mm. to to really get this this same kind of ambient around me, and it was quite ex, like really incredible, like it makes makes you. Uh, expect from Blade Runner a lot uh, because yeah. I think Johan Johansson probably will be there too in music. Mm-hmm. No, it will, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You sent me so, a mail that his mm, his recording is. So there's, you know, this an interesting thought now that because next year will be Blade Runner, so the 
shouldn't give now Oscars in for Villeneuve or Johansson the, because they should wait for next <laughs> for <laughs> <laughs> maybe I, yeah maybe Blade Runner will be like or maybe the <laughs> let's say it would be amazing to 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 see that Blade Runner would be the first science fiction like movie to get like best picture Oscar you know like uh, there hasn't been any I I don't know has yeah. it, Yeah, it's a I know. subject which is not uh, so. This yeah. probably this arrival now lifts it to another level. This general. Yeah. I, I I would say that this is like for me this the way I I see in how it executes science fiction it's like a new a new stepping stone in in, in what can we expect from science fiction because I I've been talking about this to other people in a way that I've been trying to bring like. I'm trying to um, make people to go and see this film that who wouldn't normally be interested in science fiction. Yeah. Like like yeah like the people who are usually go to dramas and seeing just the relationships or psychological movies. Ah, and... like me. That's what I like. <laughs> yeah, and you you yeah you didn't yeah. you don't uh, see science fiction movies and stuff. And I'm trying to really tell them that it's 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 really a drama. At its core, you yeah. know, it's it's really emotional trauma, and it's a trauma about the mother. Mm. It's really about the mother in the end, and uh, but there's a lot of science in it, and it's a science yeah. fiction. It's a it's a hypothetical situation. That's a and that's basically what all science fiction is in the end. It's not about action. It's about the the hypothetical. Uh, ex- experiment about what would happen in this situation and examine humanity and psychology and whatever uh, politics you know but it's always um, kind of a, um, extraordinary situation you know you, you know what not, yeah. I can tell you in this point maybe that uh, you've been talking about a lot about my why that I, I don't like you despise it kind of that I don't like space films. No, I'm I can't. St- no, I. Yeah, okay, sorry. So I can't stand space films. I can't understand why somebody goes to space and you all that money and everything and whatever <laughs> and so on. And so we have been talking about that endlessly. <laughs> and uh, we, kn- I know that the future needs the the space programs and uh, we need more space and everything for people but I realized only lately that I'm why I don't like you know space that you go into space with the planets and get stuck there and have problems and we have to get you back and so so what I don't like it is that it's a kind of a like children, the world is too big. No, you stop some point where the world is too big. You don't want to know more. Mm. So that's, it's kind of a childish way of thinking of, of development, a point of development. But I like that. I like the comfort of the world itself here, the, the earth. Mm. Is big enough for me. It's much too big for me, the earth. Mm. So I can't handle more. So yeah. 
point, really. So it's understandable. It's good to realize. It's kind of relaxing that I have a right to be like that. So, but in the, in this arrival, the interesting point for me was this woman, this Amy Adams. Yeah. Yeah, the interesting point for me was this woman. Because you have the, some quite, you know, in, in the script, there are things which are really simple. Simple and kind of, uh, you go over them quickly and you they expect us to believe it. Like they come to, in the beginning, they come to Amy Adams' home. These important military people shall come to her home and say that now can you come help us with these aliens? And mm. she says that, okay, I have to go and see. see and of course, of course. She has to. Otherwise, how can she know if whoever they are? So she says to them, when when they say that, okay, we take this other guy, which we know. And she says, okay, ask him this question. And then yeah. they go and ask him. It's it's like a, in a children movie, you know. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like a Star Wars where we are chummies and things together and it's things are simple and go over. It's... It, it the, but, uh, might have a point here, you know. Mm-hmm. I have a point here, and there are other places in that film also the same kind, and I swallow them easily. Mm-hmm. It's very good and understandable. It's nothing bad in that because that's the way human life is. It really is like that. Mm-hmm. It's. It's not, uh, everything is not intellectual and scientific and things. There are such, such silly moments. Yeah, well, I think, I, I, the way I see it is that I think maybe what you are describing is the, the cinematic drama. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a cinematic uh, present, presentation. Like in, in movies, like I, I was thinking the same thing, like, when they come to her to ask about if she's interested into coming to see the aliens and everything, and then they are like, you have to now say, you know, if you are in or out, and she's like, uh, you know, go and meet the other guy, and and then they go, and then at the last minute he's like, you know, general, and the general, you know, stops and looks at her, and then she's like, ask him this. I will, yeah. you know, it's a very yeah. cinematic moment. It's, it's not, like it's from not, Star Wars straight away. Like yeah, some, well, well, any movie, you know, it's, yeah, it's any, any, any drama, any sources movie or anything. It's, it's they're not really real life situation. They're always no. dramatic yeah. scenes, like in a theater. Theater is the same thing. They are dramatic, you know. They are, they. It's always, it's like. It's really, I think it really translates from theater in the sense that they are always uh, conscious of the presence of audience. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody's watching us. And that's how I feel like that this cinematic moment plays out is that there is like, there, it's as if the scene, as if the movie's conscious of the fact that there is a fourth wall, you know, missing and somebody's piercing into this, you know, moment or something. But, it, but, uh, um, but the, the way it, why it doesn't really, uh, affect us or why we don't feel like, like, as in also in the theater, why we kind of accept it. Because it is 
childish. It's just a play. It, yeah. Like what I think that's what, how I feel. What, what you are saying is that in that sense, it's just childish, you know, way of of dealing with with the situation is because it, there is uh, the the element of suspense of disbelief. You know, you you are so kind of emerged, drawn into this this magic of the moment that you suspense your disbelief. Yeah. You you don't because otherwise, if you wouldn't suspend it, you would just be all the time questioning. Well, why does that happen? Why does this happen? Why did they choose to come back? And you know, like that doesn't happen in real life. You know, mm. like Star Wars. Imagine that you wouldn't you would be disbelieving everything all the time. You would be like, this is the most idiotic thing in the world. Yeah, you so know? you... Yeah, you won't get anything out of that. Exactly, so, so it's, it would be impossible to see movies or enjoy a theater or something similar, even reading a book, because this concept has been existing before movies and stuff. Like, when you read a book, you have to you have to accept the rules or the logic of that storytelling, that narration, because it, yeah. they, there is always flaws in it. So, but but to, but coming back to Arrival, it's like in this sense, it's kind of interesting because Arrival is very rooted in hard science fiction, like in in a sense that every um, all the science presented in Arrival, it's very uh, they have actually investigated it for the movie and they. They try to talk as real as possible. All mm. the science is actually like they try to they try to do it as real science. Okay, the aliens is not real, of course. You know these are. But it could be. It's very yeah. real looking. All and, of it. Yeah. It's, and it's amazing this choosing the oval black thing which is near the earth standing it's it's amazing it's so enticing it's really you know that it that's the moment of a movie where you exhilarate you come up and it lifts you up and everything goes together the music and the uh, the view which you see the picture and the story it's one of those great moments and Villeneuve has got that 100%. 100%. Yeah, exactly. And they actually, the like, I, I read the, the short story, the, the, the story that the movie is based on called Story of Your Life. Yes. Which they wanted to name, they wanted to call the movie also that, Story of Your Life. But the, I read that the test audience didn't respond to it so well, so they are changed it to Arrival. Oh, wonderful that they changed it. <laughs> you don't like the name? No, I like it, but it, this is this is a movie, and the movie mm. ha- needs a name. So yeah, okay. this, uh, we have to mention that this written by Ted Chiang. Yes, yes, and I I I haven't read any uh, of his other works, but after reading Story of Life, I will for sure read was anything it, he's written because ah, was it easy for you to read that short story? Well. First of all, it's really short. It's, yeah, it's, it's like 20 pages or something. It's really, it's really neat package of, of narration and it's, it's hard. Well, it's not hard to enjoy it and to really kind of get a lot of out of it, but it, it is really hard science. Like it's, it's half of the, half of the story is just 
the the tanks, the doctor, the woman character, just describing the process of uh, developing that linguistical uh, communication with with the aliens, like trying to the, break the, the yeah, trying to break the the, the language, the, the spoken language and the written language to kind of understand what they're doing. And, and it's really talking like, it's, it's like an English teacher, <laughs> uh, giving a lecture for you about yeah. all the, the, That's the why mechanisms I asked. of language. And that, that, of course, I couldn't understand everything because I'm, I'm not that, uh, educated about it, but it got, it's really still were, was able, and that's what I what I think is so beautiful about it. It's still able to really bring all the themes and the concepts forward, and I was totally in it, and I was really thinking a lot, and I think I yeah I received a huge amount of knowledge about, from it. And that, yeah, yeah. So, what do you wanted to say? Yeah, I mean that it's a science fiction. It's, it's real science fiction, that story. Yeah. I haven't read it because I made a mistake and I read another one. <laughs> I, yeah. uh, I read that it's from a story of Ted Chiang and um, he, he made also another story which I got into my hands very quickly. It was called I- Exhalation. Is it right the word? Exhalation. I, I suppose. Exhalation. You know, like when you breathe out. Yeah, exactly. So, so, and I thought, okay, now I find out. I, like, connected it to this arrival. Yeah. And in fact, it was nothing to do with arrival. But <laughs> I didn't know because this Amy Adams in the movie, the only thing which I didn't like in this movie, the only thing, can you imagine? was that she breathed, exhaled all the time. You didn't uh, like that. In the, you can hear the exhalation and the exhalation in that uh, space dress. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And so I wanted to read it to find out, maybe I find out why, what is, why she did that, why it had to be in the movie. So, and so I read it and it was, like you say now, it's extremely difficult to understand that science fiction story. It was also written exactly like you said. Ted Chiang had written a specific way of doing some yeah. science thing which was happening in 200 years from now, and they lived forever in that story. Mm. They lived, people lived forever and they couldn't remember things which happened a hundred or two hundred years before, mm. but they had lived then, but they just didn't remember anymore. And so I thought, okay, this is like a rival, you go, about the memory and the knowing the future and things. Yeah. So, so, and then the man went into it, making himself an operation, you know. In that story, uh. this, scientist makes himself an operation in the head <laughs> he he places his head in one with some machine something into steady position and with mirrors he looks behind and he cuts his own head open and and operates it the brains from inside <laughs> and finds out that the brains are uh, they are not like 
we know human brains at all. He takes them in part out and yeah. also steadies them in place. They're all in place and he's sitting there in one place and, yeah. and cutting himself. And there are gold leaves which are moving in the flapping there, in the little, little thin gold leaves which are flapping in the brains. <laughs> and, okay, it's very fascinating, but tedious to read all these details and and hardly understand i understand it but the what was happening there was was that these the thin leaves move by air yeah forth and back forth and back and then when you exhale when you breathe out like they they become they move these little gold leaves and in that way, he could explain. He put himself back in the, you know, the, all the pieces back in the head, and he was like before. And he told everybody that he published this study, that this is what I found out. And everybody said, ooh, we don't believe you. And they start to make tests. And then they make tests on other people and find out he was right. There are gold leaves in the brain and so on. And it explained the theory was why the time became smaller and the, and he found out with these gold leaves that it's not the not the the earth which comes the why it comes smaller no there are limits in the in the atmosphere no kind of it the air pressure he found out that the air pressure more changes time if you breathe exhale more and more and more and you exhale and breathe then the, if I understood it right it was extremely difficult story yeah. Can, this is science fiction and I think that was my last experience of reading science fiction I'm not going to go to this this story of your life anymore well, so but it somehow connected the idea of this Tetsiang is in, interested in time, in time, yes, yes. you know? Well, okay, so, so I... In general. Yeah, well, well the, the thing in sto- stories in your life is that it's not about, it's, it's not really about, like, science fiction completely, like, what I meant about that it's, there's science in it is, is in a way that... Um, it's it's actually like the same way as Arrival is that it's the the only um, science fiction about it is the idea of aliens and that there is an alien language, but the story of your life goes into deep explanation about how our language works, how human language works, and that's the the difference in it that it's not really about like how you were explaining about future image or something alien, something outer world in a way, but it's more about an examination of ourselves, how we work. And Arrival also feels a lot uh, uh, works in this way because um, I notice a lot of times when how you are looking at the film and how it's like cinematographed is that as much as we are looking at the aliens, the alien ship and the aliens and we are kind of it's kind of observing how they are working. The camera moves in a way that is also observing us. 
Yeah. Like like in the beginning when there's this beautiful shot when we are flying, when we first time we see the spaceship, the oval uh, yeah. black uh, uh, element, we, we, we are flying through the air and we are looking at this spaceship and we are kind of observing and we are gathering every detail of it and we are like really observe just like Amy Adams in the movie she sees it the first time but then the camera moves in and it flies and it start and it panoramas like to the left and we see the base camp of the humans from above from yeah. and we see all the humans as little ants you know and we see the kind of overall structure of the base and everything and the camera just kind of pans around it for a while just kind of letting us observe yeah. humans from a distance as if kind of do for us to let us see the contrast between how the aliens came with their construction and yeah. how the humans then would when they see this construction how what kind of uh, yeah construction they would uh, create next to that how they would start to observe this and the movie is really about this it's it's a lot about the reaction of the humans. If if aliens would come, then how would human mind tr- try to solve this puzzle? Try to solve this problem? Yeah. And it's a it's about the process of that. So it's a really about us, you know. It's not about yes. the aliens. Yeah. We well, see that's very why few I. About the aliens, in that sense. Yes, that's why I I love this movie really because it is. I like to be concerned with people, with us, what we know near, not to go to the far away space and be, be desperate there. Yeah, that's that's what I also liked a lot about this film, is that it stays on Earth, and it's really like, like indeed, that we don't go into space. There's not any space about it. There's just this black spaceship, and that's it, basically. Uh, and and, and the, the, the screen with the aliens there, it's like really a screen, like a like a movie screen or something that we are like watching the aliens in a way. And it's, for example, like I was really a lot thinking while, while at the movie, I was really thinking about two movies that it reminded me of. Uh, one is the, the Jodie Foster, Carl Sagan movie, Contact. Yes. It's really the I, same movie. It is basically. the same movie basically. Yeah. But the other yeah. one, the other one that I wanted to now mention is uh, Interstellar. Remember? Uh, I don't. I haven't seen it because I I was so sick of space. Today. Yeah, exactly. And that that movie is a lot about going into space and going to the far edges of space for humanity. And yeah. it's a lot about how human emotion can travel through space. You know, like that that love is in the end the the absolute uh, the. Uh, like the most powerful element that can travel through time and space and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but it, for me it really failed in the end. Like it really crumbled the whole movie with its own passion for its themes and everything, and it didn't really live up to the to the to the to the uh, ambition that 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 idea of that movie was. And I, it's really like in the end it it the whole idea of that love and that emotion kind of didn't work through. And I think Arrival, in a way, does something similar, but it doesn't have to go to space. And that's amazing. It can just stay on Earth and talk about those same, like, emotions, about yes. human emotions. So, and mm. so I think that 
that is um, the black oval thing on the earth and it all happens on earth but we still know that it's the space is endless and far away because of that black thing it's there so yeah. we know it from safely here in earth and that's that fits me very well yeah exactly I it's agree. amazing yeah, it's, it's amazing thing which you have experience but safely in yeah. a kind of safely and amy adams is handling it really well <laughs> And then there is, you, you remember this army general who is very excited all the time, this Forrest Whitaker, I think he was. Yeah, it was, it was this, yeah. So you remember him from other movies. He's always a very intensity person, very serious and mm. handling things. And so he's always like that. That's <laughs> yeah. his type. I, I, I always just... For me, he, he it's either... It's two movies that I always think from him is... Uh, it's either the ghost dog or the smoke. I think smoke was the first time I really saw him in something that I recognized. Yeah, I, it's amazing film. And then this uh, ghost dog, I've been trying to one year now or more. I have been trying to get it into my hands to see it, and I can't. I don't find it anywhere. It's not in the library. No. I try. I to, told them a few times. I talked to them that they could uh, order it, and they say it's not possible <laughs> because it's not in the selection. Yeah, they have like films that they can get. Yeah, and films yeah. that they are not allowed. They, to get they, yeah, there is uh, something regular rules on uh, on those films. They want to take buy it, but on the films there's a rule. They uh, so other Jim Jarmusch films they. They uh, have many. Yeah. It's not that. It's something else. So I, ca- I have still to see it, and I, I know I have something to wait for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he's kind of a nice person, even if he's not a open-minded uh, scientific genius like Amy Adams. Mm. So, so he's a serious-minded person. We solve this problem now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it was very, these kind of things where there's a lot of uh, similarity in the short story and the movie. Like the Forest Whitaker character was very similar to the story uh, in, in, uh-huh, the, in, the, yeah. in the written words. Uh, words and, but there was a lot of, there was different things that they left out from the from the short story. I, I would really recommend the short story to anybody. Like it, if, if you are really into the, the, to kind of dive in deeper into the arrival world and kind of explore further those things there there is even though it's very very packed very narrow story like 20 pages basically there is so much information in it there's so much like interesting ideas and concepts mm-hmm. so it explains it can explain more but also it was really interesting how Denis Villeneuve really visualized it and kind of added his own World. Yeah, he made it uh, his own, even if yeah. he took from many films like this Conduct and all. Yeah. And do you remember this E.T., uh, Spielberg's yeah. E.T., where they have also the the flapping plastic walls of the camp? Yeah, yeah, true. When, <laughs> yeah, they have, when they want sterile things, they have these mm-hmm. plastic walls. I remember E.T. <laughs> <laughs> and then when, when uh, Amy Adams contacted with telephone this Chinese prime minister or something. Yeah. yeah. So general. that was I think it was a No general. 
Oh, okay. I was military leader. Oh, so I, I have to see it again to get all the details. So, anyway, that was another moment like what you talk about in the beginning of the, of the, what was in the beginning of the movie, this childish thing, this kind of for the cinema made. So it's mm. clear for us what happened. Kind of. It's kind yeah. of a silly thing, very, you know, action film scene, which is <laughs> not to mm. the realistic, realistic seriousness of this arrival story. It doesn't fit like together. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, it it wasn't in the short story that 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 ending that action like oh, uh-huh. that, it, it's not action really it's it's tension it's thrilling tension. you know mm. and mm. they made it in, there's a lot of things in the movie indeed that it it feels like a blockbuster you know it but it was the same with Sicario Sicario has a lot of silly things also it's like it has that blockbuster yeah, yeah. Hollywood like Benicio del Toro's character is very Yes, in some sense. Mm, know, yeah, not, and like what a, he did in the end was, uh, yeah, it's not. <laughs> but um, I think the beauty of Arrival is that still that it's it's able to to treat it very seriously. And for me, for example, that scene with the phone call in the end, it's really really emotional. It's really intense. Yeah. Like I was actually like. Whew, it's kind of emotional to go back to it, but it was really to because it's about I, I I really love the the kind of messages and the the message and the idea in the end about the movie about what Amy Adams learns from the aliens because everybody is talking about um, because the whole kind of the whole big question of the movie is that um, what do what do the aliens want? That's the big mystery about it and it's all about kind of trying that's what the scientists are trying to find out is that why are they here what is their purpose and they are really and with language and communication they're trying to crack this this mystery and this puzzle like and it really is hard because it's hard to you know it's completely alien race alien language and culture so do they like yeah okay i don't go technical about it but um it's at, they, at, for example at one point they they start to kind of get, they get into a point where they talk about either a tool or a weapon but they don't understand what what would what the alien understand for what is a weapon or what is a tool and the humans get really tension of this and that's why the Chinese general gets crazy and stuff but um, my point is that ADMM starts to understand more about why they are here and he gets really close to the aliens and she tries to explain it to people that because people are expecting some kind of some kind of concrete thing that the aliens would give them or they would take or something would happen but alien uh, but the Amy Adams kind of understand that throughout the whole development of finding out the way to communicate may be already a lot you know Mm. Because mm. in the end of, you know, what is left, it really is language. Yes. All through this time that she's learned their way of communicating, that's a in, enormous gift for the humanity that I, they have. I think that this Villeneuve caught here a marvelous thing which, which really lifts us up, is that the Im- immense beauty of the 
pictures are combining with the language. Yeah, yeah, it's a picture graphical, like logographic, or how how do you explain it, the the language of it? It's not there are like signs more than. No, I mean the whole more. movie of uh-huh. the picture, the whole the whole uh, oval thing and the uh, yeah. landscape and the uh, flying and the views and the the cinematography and then the language. Yes. It's it's amazingly well done together. It's, it's exactly because it, yeah. it is a f- movie of a. Pleasure. Yeah, because because that's that's uh, really like the beauty in the in the mechanical way of the technical way of narrating these stories. That like the short story of story of your life, you are reading about uh, alien language and human language and trying to kind of grasp the the overall idea of these two. But in the same time, you are reading it in English or in whatever language you read it in. You are like reading it as in human terms of thinking about time yeah. and space and in the same time you're watching the movie also in the same way of interpreting it in terms of how humans understand time and space but the whole idea in the movie is kind of like starting to have the glimpse or the understanding of the way the aliens would understand it so the movie itself uh, really kind of uh, it kind of uh, drills into you and it it manages to to kind of uh, let you experience time and space in a different kind of way. Yeah, that is very very interesting. It's fascinating for everybody who sees the film, I think. Yeah. And and then additionally, I I read that um, thing which I didn't understand it at all first and this kind it's li- little bit solves me this problem this arrival I read that West is involved with time the West in the earth yeah. of the globe <coughs> is involved with time and the East is involved with space so there is even on earth on globe there are different Type, the mm. different ways of concept, exactly, yeah. concept of time and space, mm. and I didn't understand what whatever is is this true that I start to think that Asians have the space and we have the time and we are concerned. And I've been thinking about it since that that whatever because we have space also and we have time. And, but but it's true, kind of. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then these mm. aliens come from somewhere else completely and mix, put into this porridge another ingredient. Mm, yeah, true. And I, I think it, it, in that sense, it again talks a lot about how we work. It's about, again, about humans because this, this is the, they, for example, they, they at some point in the movie or in the short story, they talk about, uh, the, the effect that you kind of think in in a language, like you are thinking in English or thinking in Finnish, and then they have this theory that if you are learning another language, that you kind of start thinking in that language, but also the concept of reality or the concept of kind of yeah the the yeah the perception of reality also kind of may change or like you like because every language like in 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 on our earth like every language can have a very different kind of way of perceiving reality yes you know like yeah. what you just said like west and east and all these things and that so 
already in, on our earth we have this thing and yeah yeah so one thing i i start to check here is that uh, this arrival ha has a different uh, cinematographer for Villeneuve than the ones before. Sicario, you remember this amazing picture. So I read that it's Roger Deakins who was a cinematographer there, and also the other ones he had. But here he has Bradford Young. Yeah. So another man. But mm -hmm. I wonder why he changed the person. He has his reasons, but he's amazing. He's really good also. This Bradford yeah. Young, he should have an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I wonder so, if he has another one again with uh, Blade Runner. If there's another cinematographer uh, again. I I think they have done it already, so you can check if it's. it's Did he Roger keep? Deakins is yeah, Blade so Runner. it's Roger. Aha, so he only temporarily had Bradford Young. Maybe maybe Roger Dickens was not available for... Yeah, yeah, we don't know the reason. Because, mm. because I, I, I did hear that Denis Villeneuve has now kind of... Feel, he feels that he has found like his crew. Like he, he often uh -huh. talks about his crew and he's like, yeah, I think cinematographer and... Johan, Johan. Yeah, like he really likes now to use these same people. Like he... He's really fond of them, so... Well, I don't wonder, because they are amazing. <laughs> so, about this contact film, Robert Zemeckis, where 1997, where Jodie Foster was the main actress. Yeah. You remember? So, she had a... It made a... That was a film that made a real impact on me. I've been... Re, I remember it forever. Uh. It's, yeah, oh, and and from this film I remember especially somehow something stays with you, you know, in yeah. some things. So here I remember Pensacola. Since that I remember Pensacola because oh, yeah. Pensacola was the place. Oh, yeah. And Pensacola is in Florida. It's a space in Florida. Um, they were on a beach on Florida. Yeah. And so that was opening my eyes, you know, mm. for, for how you can see things differently. In yeah. A, yeah, it's not to go to somewhere in space, you, but you go inside yourself. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Fits me very well. So I mean, this was my personal experience. You know, Pensacola. Since that, I remember Pensacola. <laughs> and no, no other. I have no other reference to Pensacola than Contact. And <laughs> Jody Foster, <laughs> Jody Foster was really right person to that. Very intense. She's in, as intense as Forrest Whitaker. Mm. No. Very intense, uh, doing everything. But Amy Adams is another type, completely. <laughs> yeah, but also it's... But, uh, but it's a, in a sense, it's also interesting because both movies, Arrival and Contact, are both about a woman and communication and language and kind yeah. of trying to solve mm. uh, um, a riddle of yeah. alien. Uh, and so Villeneuve has done really well with this Emily Blunt. And, and also, and also it's, yeah, it's very interesting that in both Sicario and Arrival that it's both a woman's story, that it's from a woman perspective. Yeah. 
Yeah. And especially Arrival is a, a lot about a woman experience as a mother. Yeah. Also, because we, are, we have been talking so much about the science aspect and everything, but half really, it's, it's really true that just half, completely half of the movie, it's also really about a mother and a daughter. Also. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it, and it's hard to tell about it without like, it's, it's, yeah, like in a way it's, it's really good that we don't talk about it because like, the spoiler. Yeah, like it's, it's really cool, like, um, uh, yeah, like, like, it's, it's, it's good to think about it in a way that it's a, it's a movie about aliens landing on Earth and humans trying to discover what they want, but it's a movie about the mother. That's yeah. really perfectly encapsulates the, the <laughs> both sides, the dualism of the movie in a way. Yeah. Uh, this Amy Adams, I'm so happy that she, this is the chance she got. She, she has been in many films and good ones, really. She, she was in this master, Paul Anderson, uh, what is his name? The Paul Thomas Anderson. Paul Thomas Anderson's uh, uh, master, very good. She was very good. And then she was in Tim Burton's this um, painter, Big, Big Eyes. Eyes. Yeah, mm-hmm. very good. She's always very good, but she's a kind of she's not an amazing beauty or something. She's an intellectual, good actress. No, mm-hmm. she's she's beautiful, but not uh, some. She don't. Uh, she looks normal person. Yeah. And that's that's a good thing mm, in fact. True. Yeah. Yeah. And now she could show the essence of her here. Yeah. And and I really love that also in, in top of all this he also played in the new two thousand eleven movie, uh, The Muppets, which was a musical and she was singing in it. And everything. Ah, yeah, with the Muppets yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah. I love it that he, he can, and, and right the next year he did the master and stuff. So he can ah, really, she, she, she yeah, she, yeah. sorry. Uh, yeah. But she can really, uh, flex herself, you know, she can really do a lot of different roles and she's really always really good. She's really good. She has always yeah. been good, but she hasn't somehow put, got a great chance. And here, this is the thing. She got a great chance, and I wish she will get an Oscar. Sure. I suspect she will get an Oscar. <laughs> so, uh, I have only one more thing, which I would really like to say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we are nearing the end, but you know, mm. because you know, arrival is um, is something special. So, it is a very complex story, at least for me. It's the mind, my mind is working, you know, extra intensive intensity to grasp all the meanings of the future and the past and how it is and all the language business. And in the same time, the aliens and all this forest vitakers and business. So it's, it's almost, it's very hard to grasp it all and it's almost impossible, really. For, yeah, yeah. I think for normal brains, for anybody. Mm. So, I think after only after a lot of exercise in looking at films, a lot of films, it's uh, possible to understand the you know, deeper meanings of all these uh, 
things. And that's why this film reminds me of David Lynch's work. Hmm. Yeah, because oh. they are like Mulholland Drive, let's say. It's yeah. extremely difficult to grasp in the intelligence, and only hmm. you need a lot of exercise in films to to understand. At least I understand. Yeah. It, uh, okay. That way. Mm-hmm. It's it's the, because there is a kind of mind altering dream logic there something yeah so I can compare it to David Lynch which is he it's nothing to do with space and aliens and things but uh, the mind <laughs> yeah the mind but the you arrival is also mind. about the mind yes you are in the end you are along with your mind yeah and that's the greatest thing really there is but <laughs> Yeah, I can I can I can see what you mean. That it um, it's interesting, you know. Like, well, Denny Villeneuve did that same with Enemy. That was also a movie about really with that kind of about mind. And it, it I could say I could really see the similarity in uh, with that that it's kind of a challenge, a mystery in the same way as Mulholland Drive is a mystery. That do you really know what's happening in the movie or not? Do you really have to have understood really the psychology behind it? Yeah. But it's, yes, but for me it's not the enemy. It's a uh, Sarah Magus books. <laughs> All Sarah Magus books are like that. Yeah. It's enormous fun to read them because the mind it's a mind enticing thing, mm. yeah. and it lifts you up in a way. Yeah. Mm, yeah. For me, arrival was something really magnificent experience. Uh, I'm. Yeah, like after the movie and after kind of reading the story and everything, because of the how the move, how the story itself explores time and space and how language is connected to that, like how mm-hmm. language itself, in a way, holds the holds the the fracture or the structure of time and space itself because we have kind of a you know by by automatically we have it in a in a linear way you know past present and the future but the movie and the story kind of explores this idea of how it can be a more singular kind of a, a simultaneous yeah like, how would you like understand like the te- like the text language in the, in, of the aliens. Ah, yeah. So, yeah, I wanted to, because I read a very strange thing which I I don't understand, is that, you no, know, they talk about Jean, Jean Cocteau now, mm. here. So, he was living in the beginning of, uh, and to the center of 1900, mm. you know, last century. So, he was uh, writing a diary and he wrote there that it, he falls down li- ha- horizontally. So I can't pass him and say that that's silly to say. <laughs> and, uh, okay, this man is crazy or something, or he took drugs, whatever. So, <laughs> But I take him seriously and I'm trying to think. So he, maybe here it fits. You think of something not normally thought. 
in arrival, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, well, I, I really love it in the way that Arrival talks about the idea that we could, just by changing language, we could actually uh, have a different uh, reality. Yeah. Just in a way of how we, if we would learn another language, we can kind of alter our mentality, our way of thinking, our way of perceiving per, uh, reality that an alien language could by itself, you know, um, could could give us a way of uh, falling down horizontally, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, know? so to speak. Yeah. And in a way, for us, it's now really hard to grasp or understand, but I love that through science fiction, through this kind of story, we can explore that idea. And the yeah. movie in itself, it really shows that visually. It's an audiovisual experience that really kind of uh, experiments with this way of viewing things yeah. and um, yeah yeah so maybe yeah. we have wrapped this up and yeah, yeah, I yeah, only yeah. want to, to make some very light comment in the end so to finish it in a light way mm-hmm. so I would ask you uh, which color you see in your mind when you remember arrival so you, do you see orange or black? Or? Orange, uh, no, okay, so, sorry, uh, so Arrival is, Arrival is for me wet blue. It's like, it all through the movie they are in this field most of the time and it's very uh, bluish evening color and it's raining a lot and it's wet and it's very... Um, like like how Denny Villeneuve himself said, it's a it's a very bad Tuesday. Oh. The time of the movie, it's like oh. it all takes place in a in a bad Tuesday. Ah, it's also uh, this wetness when you say it. It's like the screen where they met the aliens. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. It's, it's a wet bluish. Yeah, there's this moist in the air. Yeah. There's this. It's it's very moist and wet, but especially blue, this dark, like a evening blue, you know, tone. Yeah, that's a very I... interesting thought because for me, it's uh, orange. Amy, it's because of Amy Adams. Yeah, he. And uh, not the dress she has, of course, is orange, but she herself is kind of orange person. Ah, you mean the the suits that they have? This very bright orange. Uh, yeah, they have the suits, yeah, the uh, space suits, but true. I mean her, so when she comes out of the suit, she, I see her orange True, yeah. 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 That's an absurd thought, but in a way we go horizontally falling, yeah. no? Also, okay. Yeah, I, I, also, uh, I really want to know what you think about the aliens. The aliens? Yeah, the aliens. What did you think about? Did you like the the way they looked and... Well, I thought first that they were okay, they couldn't uh, imagine something more <laughs> more, unu- more unusual, unusual yeah. because it's so usual, but I like them, I really like them. Really nice, really nice. Yeah, How true. did you like them? I like them. Uh, also, in a way, I feel like it's the least important thing about the movie in the end. It's like, well, okay, they could have really screwed it up if they made a bad choice, but in a way, they don't they don't have to be something amazing. They can no, just yeah. be very something simple and something 
very subtle and they you know it was it through the movie like when it begins it's you are really uh, edge of your seat to wait to see the aliens because you're really <laughs> yeah. going through the same journey with with uh, Amy Adams and it's quite remarkable to to see the aliens but I think the why it works so well is that we get to really feel how Amy Adams feels them and she's like trembling all the time like she's she's really trying to grasp this fact that there are aliens and that already is enough I think that that's the that's the true emotion it's not how they look like but the fact that we finally humans see an alien that's the remarkable thing about it and that I think is really really wonderful that they uh, uh, they 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 crapped that uh, idea and that's why I think you said that the, ex- the exhalation, the breathing yeah. of aliens, that w- it was not so nice. But for me, that was really part of it. It was really that we are inside her suit. We are breathing with, with her. This, the same way as Kubrick did it in 2001. We are hearing this breathing all the time. Uh, it's human. We are together the with the human, you know. We are, mm. we are breathing with them, you know. But when you mention these aliens now, now so I remember... Is, immediately Jeremy Renner, the man, the other scientist here, which was with Amy Adams, this yeah. Jeremy Renner, which is a wonderful, he's a real man character. They couldn't yeah. have found a more man character True. nowhere. True. So this is, it's by purpose there. He's by yeah. purpose there, the man character who is completely on the side, yeah. but in the same time present. Mm, true, How true. clever this well enough now <laughs> and and he's very uh he's very kind of uh, light hearted he's very mm. positive like he's he's very kind of um he 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 gives jokes and stuff like he's a little bit you know more light character than the side he's, they are very positive for men in this film but also they women. give the great yeah no they give the great front stage to the woman and with adoring like but men are <laughs> in a in a positive light sure, a wonderful yeah. film i really i really immediately i gave it five stars and i recommend it to everybody, everybody. Mm. even if they don't like science fiction yes and i'm example of that true and yeah i i have been recommending it to everybody also just anybody who who enjoys dramas and stuff like that, and just yeah, it's a remarkable film. And how many stars did I you? I gave it a straight ten out of ten. It's it's so amazing. Oh ho! So until now you have given Amour. Yeah. Then 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 and this one. Yeah, there was other film also that. I gave uh, which there there was some. <laughs> no, which, I don't remember. But it was somebody we saw. We talked about in podcast. It's. Some your favorites? Uh, I think maybe Swiss Army Man. I gave. I don't remember anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Swiss Army Man. That's that's a film. They they could come out of the cage. These Oscar people and give it the Oscar. I think the first one that I gave ten out of ten was Where the Wild Things Are. I think. Aha. Okay. Mm. So few you have given few. Yeah. So this was a great experience. Thank you very much for this discussion. It was wonderful to go again through it all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I yeah. really would like to see it again soon. 
but uh, it's, it was a wonderful way to end the new the old year. Yes. So we thank everybody and say goodbye. Yeah, goodbye. PC Movie Club was hosted and produced by me, Aaron Belts, together with my mother Lisa. To learn more about our episodes, you can go to pcmovieclub.com and look up more content about our podcast. Like, for example, a detailed timeline discussed in its episodes and a summarized list for other movies we mentioned, in case something caught your ear but you missed the title. Not to forget, of course, our amazing unique cover illustrations for every podcast done by either me or my mother. The music used in the opening theme and now in the background was done by Javier Suarez, who offers original music to be used in all kind of audio-visual projects under the Creative Commons license. Find out more at his website, betterwithmusic.com. Also, it would be super awesome if you would take some time to rate us on iTunes. And thanks again for listening.